welcome, welcome, and welcome, ladies and gentlemen, it's Rob Zagari, it's the Rob Zagari Show. We are live, yes, we are live. And again, I've got to give props uh, to the soundboard guys, because again, they played the music with the fader, the yout, it's nice, it's perfect, it's better than the Avenged Sevenfold, Hail to the King, which just cuts out. All of a sudden, boom, ends. So two days in a row, you guys have been great. Just wanted to throw that out there. Yes, I know I sound horrible. I almost didn't do the show tonight. And I don't even know if we're going to make it through the entire uh, two hours because uh, I sound just god-awful, and I don't want to blow out the rest of my voice, and I'm shot all week. But I had to. I had to get on the air. And I feel like we have to do another dictionary check. We have to do another dictionary check. Webster's definition. Now, remember a few weeks ago, we had to go over with everybody exactly what homophobia means. Because, see, liberals, Democrats, the media have been misusing these words for many years. Many, many years. Well, I would say since when Obama got elected. That's when everything kind of changed. Obama got elected, and somehow uh, words changed. Affirmative action. All of a sudden... What else? Safe spaces, fat shaming. I mean, all these words were were created. So liberals started attaching racism, racist, homophobia, Islamophobia to everything. They want to go after you for anything you say, even if it's not racist. Even if it's not homophobic. If you say something about homosexuals that they don't like, you're labeled homophobic. So Dave Chappelle did the comedy special and he made a joke about guys in prison giving each other oral. And he also did a joke about Bruce Jenner slash Caitlyn Jenner and Kanye West saying, oh, I got two mother-in-laws. And that was deemed transphobic. Even though the joke was basically about having two mother-in-laws. And I think a lot of people can relate to the mother-in-law jokes. So that was it. So we had to go and look up the word racism or uh, uh, homophobic and transphobic. And telling a joke doesn't fall into that realm. So now we've reached the point where you can't joke about Maxine Waters' hair without 
being called racist. Now, remember, this is the same woman that said the entire Trump cabinet are scumbags. She said that. The entire Trump cabinet are scumbags. She's also gone on Chris Hayes' show. She basically just dominates all the political shows. But Chris Hayes' show in particular a week ago and said the dossier that intelligence agents from the Clinton administration, or from the <laughs> Clinton administration, I know, wishful thinking on Democrats' part, and the Obama administration have said there, there, there's, there's not a shred of evidence that the dossier was real, that anything in it was real. And you're talking about Obama people. The number two guy in the CIA came out and said, ah, that, uh, that, uh, that dossier is, is, is bunk. He came out and said the minute he heard about the dossier, and he knew the people that were attached to it, he knew the firm, he knew it was BS. And Maxine Waters is going on Chris Hayes' show saying the stuff in the dossier is true, especially the sex stuff. So Maxine Waters is going on television saying that Trump was paying hookers to urinate on each other on the bed that Michelle Obama and Barack Hussein Obama slept on. She's saying that's true. So this is the Maxine Waters we're talking about. And so Bill O'Reilly made a joke and said Maxine Waters' wig looks like James Brown's hair. Now that's some funny stuff. That's some hilarious stuff. Especially, especially if you go online Twitter, you'll find a lot of memes of Maxine Waters side by side with James Brown. And guess what? They have the exact same hair. Now, this is being called racist. This is being called racist. The Daily Beast coined it as Bill O'Reilly's racist rant. Racist. You want to know what racism, racist means? A person who shows or feels discrimination or prejudice against people of other races. Or who believes that a particular race is superior to another. That's the definition of racist. That's Webster's definition of racist. A person who shows or feels discrimination or prejudice against people of other races or who believes that a particular race is a superior uh, one to another. 
How is saying Maxine Waters' wig looks like James Brown's hair fall into that category? Like, it, it does not meet the definition of someone having a racist rant. Now, that's racism or racist. See, I'm getting all my isms. Now, racism is prejudice, discrimination, or antagonism directed against someone of a different race based on the belief that one's own race is superior. Again, how is comparing Maxine Waters' wig to that of James Brown's hair fall in the racism definition. In no way, shape, or form was Bill O'Reilly saying her hair is not as good as my hair. My hair is superior. My genes are superior. My white skin is superior. How do you get, hey, her wig looks like James Brown's hair. How does that equate to the definition, which is prejudice, discrimination, or antagonism directed against someone of a different race based on the belief that one's own race is superior. There's absolutely nothing in the Bill O'Reilly joke that says, my old, graying, balding, white head and the hair that's on it is superior to Maxine Waters. He made a joke. He made a joke. That's it. And I'm pissed off that Bill O'Reilly apologized for the joke. See, that's the thing with us Republicans. Everybody backs down so quick. Everybody retreats so quick. Everybody's so quick to go, oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, I'm so sorry. Instead of saying it was a joke, get over it. I mean, you had a Democrat at a little fundraiser or or whatever the hell it was making jokes about Kellyanne Conway being on her knees. And when Nancy Pelosi was confronted with it, she was like, eh, and the president's a pig. So so what? That was it. (laughs) That was it. She didn't come out and say, you know what? What our member did was wrong. She was like, uh, the president's a pig. President uh, the gropes women. He's a big slob. Now what? That was it. 
Hell, Saturday Night Live depicts Kellyanne Conway as a sexual deviant stalker. And no one's screaming, that was sexist. That was wrong. Saturday Night Live owes Kellyanne Conway an apology. No one. The premise was, F her. It's a joke. She is crazy. And uh, part of the Trump administration. Next. And here's Bill O'Reilly going, Maxine Waters' hair, that wig looks like Jim Brown's hair. Or James Brown, not Jim Brown, the football player. James Brown's hair. And people are going, that was racist. That was sexist. He made fun of her looks. Really? Liberals make fun of a 10-year-old boy via Baron Trump. Liberals are talking about Kellyanne Conway getting on her knees filleting people. I mean, that's basically what they're referencing. They're making Kellyanne Conway look like a sex stalker. And Bill O'Reilly's talking about Maxine Waters' horrible wig. And it's a horrible wig! Her wig's horrible! Instead of Bill O'Reilly apologizing, you know what he should have done? Put up a picture of Maxine Waters' head, you know, her, her face, and then James Brown. And put it on his screen and go, tonight's talking point memo. Take a look at her hair. And I want all of you to, to tell me that that doesn't look like James Brown's hair. And then boom, side by side. And go, now, if that's not convincing enough, And then another picture of her hair in James Brown. And if that's not convincing enough, then just roll out picture after picture after picture of Maxine Waters side by side with James Brown. That's what he should have done instead of apologizing. Why? The Republicans. (laughs) You know, I, I just... They need to take a page from Trump's book. Whether you love him, you hate him, he don't apologize. Democrats don't apologize. How many times did people try to get Hillary Clinton to apologize? She wouldn't even apologize for the server. I might have used bad judgment. She don't want to apologize. Hillary Clinton never apologized. Hillary Clinton never came out and said, you know what, I'm sorry. It was bad judgment. I'm sorry if I said this a certain way. It was never just straight up, hey, no, I'm sorry. Republicans? Oh, I'm sorry. I'll resign. I'll quit. Bit on myself. I'll punch myself in the ding-dong. I'm telling you. 
We use the word racism and sexism and homophobia. We use the word sexism in this country like, like, like we're, we're handing out candy. But everybody refuses to point to any Muslim country and go, wow, that's a sexist country. What's wrong with you, you Islamophobic? Well, no, I'm just saying that's a sexist country. If you're talking about this war on women in the United States of America, war on women, there's a war on women. Every time you have war on women, turn on this TV, war on women, open the, the, this article and, you know, Washington, put war on women. War on women. You know those countries that were on the travel ban that all the liberals were distraught about? Every single one of those countries has a war on women. And the 30 or 40 other Muslim countries that weren't on that list has a war on women. Sexist. When a woman go, when a woman politician, a woman leader goes to those countries, she has to cover herself up. And the only one that refused was Marie Le Pen. And that was buried. You didn't see anybody on MSNBC hailing her as a champion for women. Remember when Obama went to Saudi Arabia and Michelle Obama wasn't allowed to shake hands with any of the Saudi kings and whatever they are? That got downplayed behind them. Just all of it gets downplayed by the liberals. Do they talk about it? Yeah, but it's downplayed. It's like... It's like muffled. And I've said this before. Them 80 or 90-year-old black men and women... They must just be inside. They got to lose their minds when they hear people use the word racism and racist. These are people who went through real racism, real racist times. They're seeing their friends get hung up by trees. Seeing their friends die in buses because they want to go to school. I mean, that's real racism. That's uh, drinking from separate water fountains. And they hear, oh my God, this horrible racist rant by Bill O'Reilly. Here's this 90-year-old man, this 90-year-old black man that that has got scars on his arm from a dog gnawing on him. And he turns it on and he goes, what is a racist rant? God damn. Her wig does look like James Brown. What? <laughs> he's, like, 
I don't think you'll find anybody, maybe not in public, but I don't think you'll find anybody that, that goes, oh, that's wrong. Yeah, her hair does look like James Brown. That's like looking at Joanne Reed and going, her wig looks really good. That's a good-looking wig. I mean, come on, man. There, there, there's been enough TV shows. There's been enough movies. Hell, Chris Rock made a movie called Good Hair. There's been enough reporting and enough cultural movement on black women's hair and how important it is to have a good weave and a good wig that I think by now we're allowed to comment and say her wig looks really bad or wow Beyonce's hair man that's a great weave that's a great wig unbelievable Jesus that's a great that's fabulous Joanne Reed's hair might be the worst looking wig in the history of wigs and again if you're not clouded by the left throwing around racism like it's candy you know that that's not racist. Not racist. Absolutely not racist. Now, I could sit here and give you examples of what Bill O'Reilly could have said that would have been racist. But you would go, wow, that's over the top. And I would say, exactly. But that's what racism is. Again, prejudice, discrimination, or antagonism directed against someone of a different race based on the belief. This is the key. Based on the belief that one's own race is superior. Nowhere in the joke of Maxine Waters' wig looks like James Brown's hair is there a reference of old white dude Bill O'Reilly having a belief that his own race is superior. He's making a joke about somebody who says Trump likes to get peed on. Trump's cabinet are a bunch of scumbags. Goes on Bill O'Reilly, has very saucy language. We're not talking about Mother Teresa here. And we're not talking about saying, I'm Bill O'Reilly, and as a white old man, my hair is superior than yours. You have to wear a wig in order to have nice hair like my wife's hair. None of that. So your hair, your wig looks like James Brown. End of story. All right. We had another definition, education today. What is a racist and what is racism? A racist, a person who shows or feels discrimination or prejudice against people of other races or believes that a particular race is superior to another. Racism, 
prejudice, discrimination, or antagonism directed against someone of a different race based on the belief that one's own race is superior. Or the belief that all members of each race possess characteristics or abilities specific to that race, especially so as to distinguish it as an inferior or superior to another race or races. Again, the Bill O'Reilly joke doesn't fall in that category. It's a joke. Okay? It's a joke. There's no racism there. It's not like Michael Che going, hey, everybody who's in Boston is a racist. And when people go, really, you want to say that? He goes, yeah, and I mean it. Everybody in Boston is a racist. That's it. End of story. There's no apology. There's no walking it back. Co-host of Weekend Update on Saturday Night Live says everybody in Boston is a racist. Van Jones. Van Jones invented the word white lash. It said that's why Donald Trump got elected. White lash. No apology, no walking it back. I mean, these are racist comments. But Bill O'Reilly talking about Maxine Waters' horrible wig. And comparing it to James Brown is not a racist. Sorry. End of story. It's Rob Scary. It's Rob Scary show. We're gonna take a quick break. All right, so I can get my orange juice. Hope you. Hopefully, you guys won't have a an effing tantrum. All right, we'll be right back. 2015, during a press conference, no, Secretary like Clinton that. assured us Don't her private that, email man. server was secure, saying the server was on private property guarded by the Secret Service. Now this would be laughable. I- Uh, we're back, ladies and gentlemen. It's Rob Scary. It's Rob Scary Show. Oh, man. <coughs> oh, man, I'm dying. I'm dying. Damn, I'm effing dying over here. Story yesterday. Um, I totally forgot to talk about it, And I intended to talk about it. But we got all tied up with uh, all sorts of other Fun stuff. Ugh. Anthony Weiner's back. The Weiner. <laughs> the Weiner. 
the wiener has risen. Remember the uh, remember the prequels, the Star Wars prequels, the last one. Remember where he becomes Vader, where Anakin becomes Vader, and you hear the the uh, what's his name, the Lord. Remember what the hell was his name? Lord Papadine or whatever it is. He goes, Rise, Vader. That's Anthony Weiner. Rise, Weiner. Rise. So, the big news is Anthony Weiner and Huma Abedin. Abedin. Like the movie Tyrant, are back together, and basically that separation was just a rouge. It, it, it was a fugazi. It was just for optics. The Hillary Clinton camp said, "Listen, we're going to get too much heat. We're going to get too much coverage. People are going to go crazy on this. You got to separate." Okay, you can get back together, win, lose, or draw, but we're going to win. You know that. I know that. So you got to do the whole separation thing, okay? As Huma rose from <laughs> Hillary and said, mm, what? Not what? She said, oh, Huma. Jesus, you can't listen while you're eating? What's wrong with you? You need to dump wiener. But I already did dump wiener. I'm not into wiener. I, as you see, no, 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 no. I, I understand. That's not, I mean, your husband, that, oh, that wiener. <laughs> I get it. Okay. I get it, Wiener. And Hillary's like, all right, now get back to business. Don't talk with your mouth full. So she's back with Anthony. She's back with Anthony. She's back with uh, Carlos Danger. Now, I get it before this last... um, you know, the whole Sydney Leathers thing. Yeah, sure. I, I get it. Okay. Forgive you. You're going to go to uh, sex addiction. You're going to go to the rehab thing. That That's the new thing. Sex addiction. You get caught cheating. You go, I'm a sex addict. I got, I got it. It's, it's just like, you know, booze. It's like drugs. It's another creation by liberals. Liberals create all this stuff. Liberals create all this stuff. They invent this. They invent this. So many liberals get caught cheating. They had to come up with something. So they're like, uh, it's an addiction. Yeah, it's an addiction. It's an addiction. Would you get mad at me if I was addicted to crack cocaine? Of course not. Would you get addicted? Would you be upset? If I was a, a, a heroin addict and I, and I, and I OD, of, co- of course you're going to be 
pissed up, but you're not going to leave me. You don't want me to get help. You don't want me to go to Right? 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 Okay. Well, this is the same thing. This between my legs, this meat, I love. To, I'm addicted. Okay? I'm addicted to putting it in places. Warm, wet places. I'm addicted to it. What I got between my legs, all right, it, it's crack. It's crack cocaine. It's hair on, all right? It's alcohol. You, well, you know, you know your dad, right? Yeah. Okay, you see, he's an alcoholic, right? Yeah, okay. Do you have compassion for your dad? Yeah, okay. Then you got to have compassion for me. I'm addicted to sex. Okay, all right. So what are you going to do? I'm going to get help. I'm, I'm going to go to rehab. They have that? Yeah, 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 they got that. Okay. Boom. Whole other cottage industry. Addicted to sex. That's what you do. You get caught cheating. I'm addicted to sex. So I get that first round. But then after... Remember that that whole round, he gets busted, and then and then he he's he's running for mayor, and the, during that mayor that that run, they find out that he falls off wagon, he's back at it. Time it's like okay now it's you know I I relapsed all right, back in the sex uh, uh you know sexaholic anonymous whatever whatever it is, but. From that point to last year, we're talking about taking pictures of his erect member in a pair of underwear while his infant child is laying asleep on his chest. And he's then sending that picture to a 14-year-old girl. He's sending that picture to a 14-year-old girl, and then he starts sexting with the 14-year-old girl. And he knows the girl's 14 years old. Because he's making reference to what he would do to her private parts. That being it would be the first time. And that erupted. People are talking about Anthony Weiner's a pedophile. The whole Hillary Clinton investigation got popped open again by the FBI. Because when the FBI was inspecting Anthony Weiner's laptop, because he's instant messaging and sending pictures to an underage girl, they stumble across old files, old emails involving Hillary Clinton and Huma Abedin and other State Department people. So now they have to reopen the investigation. I mean, this is some big stuff. This is that like, hey, honey, I, I dealt with you. I, I rode with you all this time, but... You know, 
I, the, the camel's straw, the back, the whole thing is you were involved in a 55-guy gangbang, all right? You're in a bathhouse, San Francisco. There's, there's just, there's things there, you know, I mean, I, God, he, he's, he's sexting a child. He's sending pictures of his junk with his child on top of him. And then to add insult to injury, the whole FBI thing explodes open again because they're investigating his computer for child porn and stumble on the Huma and Hillary emails. How do you go back to that person from there? Like, how do you go back? Well, Huma's doing it. Good old Huma Beaton. Good, a good, faithful Muslim woman. I mean, man, oh man. Because you know, Muslim women can't go out of the house unless the husband lets them. Can't drive a car. If they're raped, they got to have like uh, 17 different witnesses to, to the rape. I mean, I mean, the rules that Muslim women have to live by. Like I said in our first segment, you want to talk about war on women? You want to talk about sexism? You want to talk about, oh, we only get paid 70 cents on the dollar, which is BS. Think about this tidbit, not to go off the rails. If you could pay women 30% less than a man, Wouldn't you just only hire women employees? Uh, seriously. If you could just pay women 30% less, every company, every business in America would be stocked with women. Every business would have a woman. Like, like just pouring out. I, I I would I would start my business and now I gotta stock it. I'd be like, uh, I need women. I I'm saving thirty percent right off the top. I don't gotta pay him what I would a man. So I give me that. Give, give me this woman, that woman, this woman. That, I, I, you would never you would never see a guy step foot in my company. If I was selling widgets and I had the biggest widget company in the entire world and I had a, a, a and I employed 1300 people, they'd all be women. Guys would be coming, they'd be transgender to get a job in my company because I wouldn't hire men. I'd be like, why would I pay you 30% more? So, that's a BS statement created by Democrats, liberals, kooks on the left. So Muslims are obedient. I mean, they, they let their parents mutilate their vaginas. 
I mean, what, 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 you got to be like just way out there. You got to just be a certain, just a certain, I, I don't even know what, to, to mutilate your vagina with like a hammer and like, a, like knives and sticks. I'm not even talking about having a boyfriend with a, he's packing, you know? And he just and he just abuses your stuff because he's huge. I'm not talking about that. Talking about a boyfriend with about a three incher, and he's got a hammer in his hand, and not that hammer, like a a a Black and Decker hammer, and a spike, and he's gonna mutilate your vagina. I know Huma drives a car. I know she's allowed to go out, but I, I get that. But, but, as you can see what's going on with Anthony, there's a piece of that obedient, mutilate my vagina, I'm not allowed to drive, vote, uh, go to school. You, you could tell there's that, that piece in her. Now, I don't want to be too controversial. I don't want to be too controversial, but my beautiful and gorgeous girlfriend compares that part of the world and Muslims to like pit bulls. She does. I, I, this is this is her this is her being controversial. When you see and hear. Pit bulls just snapping. Like there's something that they're bred with. Somehow the bloodline of a pit bull has a propensity to snap. Because for every pit bull that mauls someone and there's uh, the owner who, who, you know, who beats them and breeds them to attack and that. There's an owner who goes, we love this dog. This this dog's never abused. This, I'll just, out of the blue, he snapped. It's the bloodline, man. It's like, why, why do you never hear of a Pomeranian snapping? Okay? Why is there never a Pomeranian dog fighting rain? Why? Why? Why do you never hear of a little boy being mauled by a Pomeranian? Don't happen. It's not in their bloodline. So, there's something about Muslims, Arabs, okay? There's just something about them that there's a bloodline. There, there, there's something. There's something there that gives them that propensity to just snap or in Huma's case resort back to that Muslim woman who who you know is completely covered not allowed to leave the house not allowed to drive lets them mutilate her vagina there's something there so when you look at what Huma's been through with Anthony Weiner, 
there's something in her mind. I mean, the reports even say that, uh, you know, Huma's closest friends and, and her family are even upset, which is funny because the, the family are muzzies, like hardcore Muslim Brotherhood muzzies. But there's something there in her brain, the bloodline. There's something there. Don't know what it is. I'm not a Muslim, not an Arab. My bloodline is not from Saudi Arabia or Pakistan. I have a friend of a friend who's blown himself up in the name of Allah. So I'm not able to relate. But there's something in Huma that makes her relate to those women in Pakistan and Saudi Arabia who want to go to school and get acid thrown in their face by the Taliban. I mean, Anthony Weiner's put this woman through hell. I mean, hell. Like I said in the beginning, okay. But this last round, unraged girls, I mean, just taking a picture of yourself with your member erect and your child is in the picture. Your child is near your erect member and you're taking the picture and sending it to children. That just that Huma should be out of there, and then compound the whole FBI investigating the child pornography thing and bringing Hillary's whole server question back up. I mean, that's it. But there's Huma. There's Huma. Counts the bloodline, man. Muslim women, they got that thing. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. Call it genital mutilation. Call it acting in the face because you want to go to school. Call it not allowed to drive a car. Call it being covered from head to toe in a beekeeper's outfit. Not talking to men unless you have permission. That bloodline is in Huma. It's in there. It's in there. You don't see it because she's Americanized. So she doesn't wear the beekeeper suit when she's educated. She talks whoever she wants. I think she even went to a party with Jim Acosta from CNN. But she goes back to pure Muslim women. The pure Islamic women is involved in child pornography. When the husband is endangering your own child. And when the husband is taking your job. I mean, let's face it. It's one thing for Anthony Weiner to F up his 
run for mayor or F up his run for uh, or, or run uh, House rep when he was a, a congressman. But it's another to mess up Huma's job because those body woman don't matter. Yeah, my husband's a lowlife. And Hillary wasn't even running for president. But this last time around, Hillary's neck deep in a presidential run. And when you start hearing child pornography a week or two or three before the election, and the FBI's reinvestigating, I mean, think about it. That whole thing would never have happened if Wiener didn't get busted doing the whole sex thing with the 15 or 14-year-old, whatever it was. The FBI would never have went into his computer to find the Hillary Clinton emails. He wasn't sexting a child and sending pictures of his erect member with his own child in the shot near his erect member. So, I mean, it's not just Anthony effing up his own career. Now, I know Democrats, oh, got to blame the Russians, got to blame the Russians, got to blame the Russians, got to blame the Russians. Nah, man. There's about 20 things that you could blame or at least put in the mix of why Hillary Clinton lost. And one of those is the fact that the FBI case got reopened because the FBI is going through Anthony Weiner's computer looking for child pornography, and they find emails from Hillary and Huma. That whole dust-up, that's it. That, that should be it. And yet, we find out Huma is back with Anthony. The only reason they separated was because the Hillary Clinton camp didn't like the optics. It's that blood, man. It's the only way you could explain it. The Islamic Muslim blood. Beekeeper outfit, genital mutilation. Can't vote, can't drive a car. Throbs Carry, Throbs Carry Show. We will be right back after these today words. Yeah. Thanks and let go. We love our cops, our law enforcement. We love our military, they're important. We love our cops, our law enforcement. We love our military, they're important. And when I'm in the jail,
talking about the media and Democrats and entertainment uh, portion of the media. And when they talk about um, talk radio and alternative facts and fake news and how, um, you know, Republicans, conservatives talk radio, it's all about ideology and it's not about facts and yet if you look at hack tappers uh twitter feed okay i don't know if you could find it now per se because did it earlier you look at tapper and today he puts out the ratings Okay, and the way Hack Tapper and CNN cherry pick the information makes you believe that CNN is the most watched cable news network on all of TV. And it's not the case. It's not the case. To the point where when you look at the demographics and you look at the numbers, CNN is like in seventh place. But Jake and talks about, well, in this demo, uh, this program is the number one show. And, 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 and you're just like, wow, these guys have the audacity. To bitch and moan about Republicans and talk radio and 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 alternative facts and so forth and so on. At the end of the day, CNN is the lowest rated cable news network on TV. And if you break down their prime time viewership. They're like behind, like Discovery Channel. I mean, I mean something crazy like that, because Hack Tapper sends out his uh, most watched first quarter in teen years among both adults, twenty five and fifty four, and total viewers. You're sitting there going, oh, oh, okay. Then a girl from, I think, Politico or one of those other liberal rags tweeted out 
ratings today, overall ratings, and where each network sits. And you look at CNN, and they're literally like seventh or eighth place. Literally. Or my favorite word, literally. I don't really have a big uh, segment on this. But when I seen that earlier, I was like, man, we just got to throw this out there because I'm so sick of listening. Rather, it's, uh, you know, you know, Tapper or, uh, uh, you know, Wolf Blitzer or that little scumbag Brian Seltzer. That jack off. Talk about conservatives and alternative facts and, you know, that whole rigmarole. And at the end of the day, these guys, they're the, the, the kings of alternative facts. These guys are the ones that are great at cherry-picking news and making it look like, oh, my gosh, they're, they're CNN. They're, the, they're like uh, below fifth place, okay? Prime time shows of all TV. They do. MSMC beats them. A whole bunch of other cable entertainment shows beat them. Basically, nobody watches online or Anderson Cooper. They don't watch them. They don't watch them. They don't watch them. End of story. They don't watch them. So, thought I'd share that with you. I share that with you. All right. So let's talk about sanctuary cities, if you will. And I think we're at day. Hold on. Let me look. Look. Yeah. I think we're at like day, week and a half. I think we're at uh, day, week and a half at CNN is still not covering the Maryland case. But, but guess what? They are covering I pay taxes. Do you? I, I kid you not. That's the story that they're Documented immigrants pay taxes too. Dreamers host goes viral. Balance to the United States with their parents from Argentina when she's six. So-called dream. Balance is used to the ugly epithets that are hurled her way. But that still don't prepare her for the bile that followed when she posted a photo of her holding up her taxi 
returned a message from President Trump. I was surprised. I didn't expect to be attacked so hatefully for doing the right thing. Pay my taxes. Facebook post reads, I am an undocumented immigrant. Just filed my taxes and paid $300 to the state of Arizona. I cannot receive financial aid from the state of federal or federal government for school. I cannot benefit from unemployment, a reduced health care plan, or a retirement fund. I on to say there are many more like her. People who pay into the system and they will never receive anything from. Wanted to be deported, contribute nothing, and only leech off this country while the 1% of the wealthiest people in this country steal from you every day. How are you to show me yours, Donald Trump? Well, listen, stupid. Maybe you don't tune in to MSNB, but Donald Trump paid almost $4 million in taxes, you retard. But this is what the end's covering. You see the agenda... You see the agenda. Don't cover the rape, but cover a girl here illegally. Saying, I paid my taxes. Where's your taxes, Donald Trump? And what's kind of funny is this girl's wrong. Because, hell, the Liberals' Bible, the Washington Post, did a whole big piece. We covered it here on the show last week. Millions of illegals or children of illegals receive government assistance in the form of food stamps. I don't know where dum-dum over here is saying, oh, and we're not allowed to get any of the benefits again. That's BS. That's BS. We did a story on uh, the fake girl, another big mob going to college on a scholarship, and she was undocumented. Illegal. Okay? Illegal. When she says, I cannot receive financial aid from the state or federal government for school. Again, it's, it's, that's BS. Did this twat go to school? Did this twat go to school? She came here when she was six years old. She went to high school. She went to grammar school. Well, who pays for that? Who pays for my balls? Who pays for that? Who pays for that? Retirement fund. Uh, there, there's Americans. I don't have a retirement fund. A reduced health care plan. What are you talking? What are we talking about? If this was a conservative talking, 
You know what would come at the end of this? Fact check. Fact check. We give this story five Pinocchios. We give this girl five Pinocchios. This girl's she's full of crap. Paid three hundred dollars. That three hundred dollars, guess what, you little twat? That doesn't pay for the years and years and years you attend school on our dime. People that are hurling f that at her, I call him her. I call her a twat because <laughs> that's what she is. She's all right. Well, I love that word. It's a good, it's a good word. It's a strong. Just when I was at uh, sushi last week, one of the uh, waiters said, "What's your son's name?" He said it's Major. It's a strong name. I go, yeah, it's a strong name, right? And he goes, yeah, it's a strong name. I go, yeah, ain't no homo there. <laughs> and he kind of looked at me. He's probably was gay. I don't know. Sorry. Okay. Came to school when she was six years old. What a, listen to this twat. This is like, this is your typical family. Pauline was born in Argentina, came to the United States on a visitor visa with her parents when she was six. They overstayed their and have been living in the United States Italy. I say Italy. They say undocumented. Okay. Twat and they're all they come here on a visa like, this is what we're going to do. We're going to get a visa. Go America. And we're going to leave. Okay. And they, they get rewarded. So. Came here. Now, I got to think of how old I was. Was I, I, I don't even know. I do know. I don't even know. I was trying to think of grammar school. When did I start grammar school? At least. Well, not six. So, let's just. At fourth grade, the American taxpayer paid for this twat to go to school for visitor visa, and and she's saying I paid three hundred dollars in tax and I don't receive. What don't you receive? You gave three hundred dollars. Three hundred dollars didn't cover. One year of lunches that you got at the expense of the American taxpayer, you twat. You illegal twat. My balls. Because it's a in your face. It's it's a ha ha ha. Here I am. Look at my tax returns. The president's a scumbag. Doesn't pay his taxes. Balls. And then when the twat says, I cannot receive financial aid from the state or federal government for school. I cannot benefit from unemployment. 
a reduced health care plan or a retirement fund. Americans here living legally are not guaranteed retirement. I'm 43. I don't have a retirement fund. A reduced health care plan. Everybody that lives in America sick, if you're dying, if you need help, you go to the hospital and can refuse to treat you. Dirty, illegal, can walk to a hospital and will treat her. Unemployment can even be working off. You're being somebody's employee. Do something illegal. You're doing something illegal. You're doing something illegal. Financial aid. What, college? F you. Went to grammar school and high school. I'm an American taxpayer dollar. F you. Back to our teeny little scumbag. F you. Paid 40 million taxes. You little scumbag. F you. I'm upset. I had to take a break. Geared up. Feisty. Feisty. I'm F. Feisty. So, so I'm really honored by the crowd, and we're going to have some fun now, because instead of making a speech, which I've been doing over and over and over, I want to take questions. Don't we like that, right? Okay. All right, let's start with this group right over here. Come on. Okay, this man, I like this guy. from White Plains. Amen. Okay. We have a problem in this country. It's called Muslims. We know our current president is one. Right. You know he's not even an American. We need this first question. Certificate this man. First question. But anyway, we have training camps growing where they want to kill us. Mm-hmm. That's my question. When can we get rid of We're going to be looking at a lot of different things. And, you know, a lot of people are saying that, and a lot of people are saying that bad things are happening out there. We're going to be looking at that and plenty of other things. <sighs> oh, all right, I'm back. I had, to, I had to relax from there. All right. <laughs> I, had to rela- I had to take a deep breath. She upset me a little. She did. She upset me a little. She upset me a little. This whole immigration debate is really just upsetting. Listening to liberals, listening to the left, talk about sanctuary cities and payoff. You can understand something. Why this is such a battle. Here's the payoff. Million amnesty and give ten million Democrat voters. Ten million Democrat voters. Democrats don't care about Americans. They don't care about Middle America. They don't care about. Uh, you know, uh, they don't care about anybody. They care about their own power. 
would see illegals as. That's why, listen, that's why at the end of the day, nobody will make the deal. Nobody will make the deal that says, and when I say nobody, nobody on the right versus nobody on the left will make the deal and say, okay, okay, okay. You you got uh, moms, brain tumors being deported. You got families being ripped apart. We're going to amnesty. It's all of them. All right, no problem. Going to give them amnesty. They're going to be allowed to stay here. They're all going to pay a fine. They're all going to have to be part of a, 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 a stone to make sure we get that money. They're all here working, but they will never, ever coming here on a tourist visa and not being a effing tourist. Give up that right. It's like a convicted felon things that transpire in our society that make you forever on a list. Watch your list. You're a convicted felon. You can't have a There's a certain things, okay? You do some type of rape. Some type of lewd thing, like you're at a movie theater and you get a butt of popcorn and put your. <laughs> I don't know. It's disgusting. I know. Offer it to a woman. Hey, would you like some popcorn? She kind of looks at you. Um, and notice that it, your junk is in the popcorn. And you get arrested. You're on that list, okay? Forever. You're on the sex predator list forever. Democrats will never do that deal. So it's not about not tearing families apart. It's not about blending in and, and making our country a better place because immigrants bring all this. Democrats get nothing for it. They won't do it. It's like, it's like it's playing cards. It's like gambling for fun. Wants to do that? They do things for fun. Hey, uh, let's play. Let's, let's play uh, poker. Yeah, I love poker. Okay, sure. Uh, I, you know, I only got a fifty. Uh, no, no, no. We just, what are we? What are we kids? Same thing. Be said that I dem. We're not tear families apart. We're gonna embrace families. We're we're going to keep them all here and everybody's going to be happy and no more about transportation. Isn't that important? Yeah, that's we. That's why I'm mean, All right, and they're going to pay these fines and they're, they're going to have to pay fines and we're going to have, you know, uh, documentation of where all of them are. They'll be able to qualify for financial aid and know what they put in. And yeah, we can never vote. Well, no. 
they should at least forfeit one thing. They can, you said you can't and live for twenty or thirty years illegally, and you pay five hundred dollar fine. Big effing deal. You pay a five hundred dollar fine, and now this now you get vote out of here. God no. No, no, absolutely not. But Dems won't go for that because they want the vote. That's all this is about. That's what all of this is about. Getting votes. So that's why the CNs will pretend that no illegals commit crime and that, uh, uh, you know, mayors saying, oh, we're not going to comply with regulation. It's not a big deal. I mean, Dan, you had mayors. You got Marcetti. You got Rahm Emanuel. You got that little scumbag, de Blasio. You got mayors who want federal money. They want the federal government to help them. Federal government says, well, you got to comply with these federal laws. They go, nah, nah, we're not going to do that. And then they try to spin it. The media tries to spin it. The entertainment industry tries, but they all try to spin it with, well, you're just hurting police. You're hurting veterans. If you do, do, deny Los Angeles the federal dollars, you're, you're hurting the very people that need to protect individuals from terrorism. You notice how it always gets turned around? Instead of it being, hey, by you telling the federal government to go F themselves as it pertains to uh, immigration detainers, you're hurting vets. You're hurting citizens and not keeping them safe from terror. So you're, instead it's Trump or the policy. It always gets turned around like, and Republicans haven't figured out after all these years how to push back on that. Just like during the health care fight, when that one Republican said, well, I don't get mammograms. And that turned into a whole thing where that Republican had to walk it back and issue a statement. Instead of saying, listen, rather it's mammograms, prostate exams, doesn't matter. If there's something that is catered to a specific gender, it shouldn't be mandated. Because that drives the price up. Insurance companies should be able to offer policies that don't have the mandates on them. So if you're a woman who doesn't want to have kids right now, she doesn't have to get an insurance policy that has prenatal, that has delivery uh, 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 uh uh, coverage and breast pump coverage. 
Right now, my girlfriend's healthcare plan is a kick-ass plan. It's a Blue Cross Blue Shield silver PO, not that HMO crap. She can go anywhere. She can go to Cedars. She can go to J- she can go to any clinic, brain clinic. She can go anywhere. Now, I can get that exact insurance plan. It's not a woman's plan. It's the Blue Cross Blue Shield Silver PPO, like 70 or something like that. It costs her $265 a month. Now, I can get that. And it's going to cost me about $285.90. Three years old, and I'm a guy. Now, that plan still covers me. If by a medical miracle, I can have a kid. And if I need a breast pump. And if I want prenatal care. That's stupid. That's stupid. I should be able to have a plan that doesn't have that. And that's all Republican congressmen meant. But it was not very articulate, and then he panicked, and he freaked, and then apologized. Instead of saying, listen, this is what I meant, okay? I, I'm not, I love women. I love my wife. I love my mom. I, stop. All I meant was I shouldn't have to buy an insurance plan that has coverage that I don't need. No different than you, Matilda shouldn't have to buy an insurance plan that has coverage that you don't need. That was the case. And none of this mandated coverage is in there. All of our plans would be cheaper. It's just like this whole immigration debate. It gets framed, oh, by denying these cities these federal funds, you're denying uh, police money for terrorism, uh, you know, watching and and anything and, and so forth and so on. Instead of Republicans going, no, 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 you're denying the police the funds they need. You're doing this. All you have to do is comply with ICE detainers. We're not asking you to go out and be ICE agents. All we're saying is comply with ICE detainers. That's it. We talked about this yesterday. The federal government's not asking these cities to do stuff above and beyond their duty. They're not making them double as ICE agents. All they're saying is, hey, when you get one of these illegals that you run through the system, Hold them, ICE can get them. If the detainer comes through, respect it and keep them there. Don't put down your donut, unlock the door, and let them walk the street so they could go rape a 14-year-old girl. So this immigration debate pisses me off. It really does. 
pisses me off. <sighs> All right, it's Rob Zagari. It's Rob Zagari Show. We'll be right back after these words. And then we'll wrap it up because I'm, I'm, my voice is dying over here. All right? My voice is dying. So I sound like I smoke 17 packs of cigarettes a day. <laughs> 17 packs a day. What's something that you always carry with you? Hot sauce. <coughs> really? You, yeah. Yeah. Really? Are you getting information right now? <laughs> Hot sauce. Hot sauce wow. in my bag, Swag? Hot sauce. Really? Yes. Now, yes. listen, I just want you to know people are going to see this and say, okay, she's pandering to black people. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Is it working? Yeah. <laughs> okay. not, no, I'm, seriously. Hot sauce. So I've, been, I've been eating... A lot of hot sauce, a lot of uh, raw peppers and hot sauce. That's why you're coughing. You might need to slow down. A I need, hot yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm having a rebellion against it uh, because I think it keeps my immune system strong. Oh. I really do. I think hot sauce is good for you. All right, we're back, ladies and gentlemen. It's Rob Zagar, Rob Zagar Show. Oh, so we're hearing all of this. Devin Nuno uh, recusing himself from. Uh, uh, you know, the the investigation, Russians, hacking, collusion. And again, no collusion, no proof, no nothing. Nothing. Interesting. And the, um, the conservative treehouse reported this. And of course, nobody uh, in the... Uh, uh, media is going to talk about it, but it's pretty damning. I mean, it, 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 so, uh, of course, uh, Morning Joe and uh, old twat Brzezinski, they were talking to um, the former Deputy Secretary of Defense, Dr. Farkas, and they were talking about all of the federal uh, conspiracy talking points. And he went on a rant. And I read this rant. Okay. I'm going to read you the rant. And you if as uh, what he's saying is what tap, is spying, is data. All the things that it says never happen. Trump's crazy. He's nuts. He's a whack job. Remember, the only thing that has come out of the Russian collusion is people had meetings with the Russian ambassador, Sergey. Which Diane Feinstein did, Clara McCaskill did, and is an everyday, um, you know, business of the Russian ambassador, the Israeli ambassador. That they do to the point where Sergey was at the White House twenty-two times. But listen to this, Evelyn Farkas, Doctor Evelyn Farkas says. I was with former colleagues 
and frankly speaking, the people on the Hill. Uh, it was more actually aimed at telling them, get as much information as you can, as much intelligence as you can, before President Obama leaves administration. Because I that somehow that information would disappear with the senior Obama people who left. So it would be hidden away in the bureaucracy um, that the Trump folks, if they found out how to there, the Trump staff dealing with the Russians, that they would try to compromise those sources and methods, meaning we no longer have access to that intelligence. Now, of course, this isn't going to be blasted all over CNN, ABC, NBC, CBS. But if that wasn't an admission of wiretapping, um, uh, leaking, uh, I mean, I, I don't know what else is. I mean, she says, if they found out how we knew what we knew about there, they would try to compromise those sources and methods. Meaning, we no longer have access to that intelligence. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. The deputy assisted Secretary of Defense just admitted. She just admitted that they were spying. They were collecting intelligence. They have sources. They want people to know. They don't want it to get compromised. On. So I became very worried because not enough was coming out into the open. And I knew that there was more. We had very good intelligence on Russia. So then I had talked to some of my former colleagues. And I knew that they were also to the Democrat politicians. So you have, you have, I, I just, I can't believe this. Saying that she's one of the leakers. They are terrified that Devin Nunez, Evelyn Fart, has said in black thing, I mean, name it. And remember, somebody can talk. Somebody can talk. Anybody conversations with Russians? I mean, years ago. And no problem. Athletes shot. 
had no problem going to the Olympics. There, there was smoking gun. All would have known already. So you have all of these people, like Dr. Evelyn Fricus, who've been straight up a lot. Because remember, if Roger Stone talked to a Russian, or Jeff Sessions talked to a ambassador, or even Flynn, it involved a treasonous idea, a treasonous act. Somebody and saying, you know, if your person wins or not, person won, that's great. Maybe we could have a better relations. Well, yeah, maybe that'd be good. It would be so nice, you know, we could. There's so many things our people giving each other reach arounds is not against the law. Unless you have Steve Bannon or somebody that's part of the Trump circle that says, yes, uh, Mr. Oligarch. Uh, I've been instructed to tell you that if you deposit 78 billion rubles, that President Trump will supply Unless you've got that stuff, not illegal relations with people in Russia or ambassadors. But what is illegal? Evelyn Farkas and other members of the D maneuver and surveil and wiretap and take that information and be source to the New York or the Washington Post say hey such and such was saying this. Such and such was saying that. This is what we are doing here. This is what we are doing there. That is, is illegal. Well, this is a big bombshell. On to say, Evelyn Farkas has stated freely on TV that she and a group of associates from the Obama administration went to congressional staffers who did not have access to the uh, products and urged them to seek to gain access to them. At some point in the recent past, Farkas was debriefed from access to the various kinds of compartmental information she had been given as a requirement of her prior job. When that occurred, she signed some papers in which she accepted the responsibility to protect the secrecy of that information. 
you know, this is this is big stuff. This is big stuff. But of course, hack tapper. Then the rest of the media will um well they'll call this fake news. I mean this is the website that uh and MSNBC, uh, New York Times, I suppose, all had problems with being at the White House briefing. They consider it a conspiracy site. Funny. Trying to discredit a site that drops bombshells like this. Now you want to are going after Nunez. That's why they're going after Nunez. Because of this. It's Rob Zakari. It's Rob Zakari. All right, you guys. We're out of here. And my voice dying. You're the best. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Uh, don't, uh, we'll see you tomorrow. Goodbye.